0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to um, the weirdly magical overview of 2020, which is quite the year. So um, some of you have come through me and some through Jen and maybe some through the podcast. I don't know. But um, so we're going to do a quick introduction. So Jen, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Jen, Jen and I am an Akashic reader, healer, uh, and guide. And I am also a numerologist and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. Cool.
0: And I am Louise Eddington. I am a soul astrologer, shamanic practitioner and writer. And I am the um, author of Modern Astrology and soon to be published Complete Guide to Astrology, which I'm really excited about because it's a complete guide with a twist. And, um, today we are going to look at 2020. <laughs> um, so first we've got some, uh, we've got some slides to share and they're mostly just with dates on and details, but I don't want you to get too hung up on the dates and details because we are going to email out the slides as a PDF. So you've got them, um, to, um, refer back to. So first of all, we're going to go through the, um, shares, uh, the, uh, Slides. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of the shares of our little project, yeah. and um, and then I'll go through my bit. Jen will go through her bit, and then we'll talk in general about the big themes, the big overview, in our usual way. If if you've listened to our podcast. But we thought because this was um, covering more than just a month, we'll look at the, sh- uh, the slides. I am going to upload this to the podcast. So those listening on the podcast, if you email us at weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com, I can send you the slides or the video recording. So <laughs> Okay, so I'll get the
1: slides up and we present from beginning i just want to interrupt for a second to say that if you have any questions just write them down just remembering that all of the stuff we're saying is going to be recorded so you can always um, pick up stuff there if you don't get notes of everything exactly Um,
0: yeah and save your questions to the end and please keep your questions kind of general <laughs> we can't be looking at even individual charts I'm afraid it's we wouldn't have time to do that um we do have a couple that actually I got through email that I will read out Jen uh, because my email was on the registration link so uh, so I got those um but um First of all, I'm just going to quickly run through some of the big events of the astrology of 2020. So, um, again, don't get too excited and try to write them all down, but just note some key things. January the 12th is the the really big day that you'll hear most um, astrologers talking about, where we have this major lineup of planets at... um, at 22 degrees of um, Capricorn on January the 12th. Saturn conjunct Pluto exactly, Ceres also at 22, Sun at 22, Mercury will be at 23, and Jupiter not far behind. So that's the big date you'll hear everybody talking about. But it doesn't just end on that day. Shortly afterwards, we begin these squares to Eris in Aries with a Saturn square to Eris. So this was at 22 degrees. This is at 23. We'll see these degrees um, showing up over and over throughout the year. And I did want to emphasize that some of these um, conjunctions in Capricorn are really major because the Saturn Eris um, cycle is a 31 year cycle. Um, The Pluto Eris cycle is a 359 year cycle. So, so, you know, I'm not going to read through all of these. You'll get them in the, in the email, but these are some of the bigger um, squares and things. Eris um, in Aries is going to be really um, activated this year. By three exact squares to Pluto, and there's two in 2021. Um, but Saturn, all the other planets will be squaring Eris as well. So we'll talk about that. Um, then there's a Jupiter conjunct Pluto um, aspect um, on April the 4th and June the 29th. That's a 12 year cycle. Then there's another lineup um, in Capricorn at 24 degrees with Pallas, Athena, Jupiter, Mars. And Pluto all conjunct at 24 degrees of Capricorn. And then at the end of the year, we've got the Jupiter Saturn conjunction at zero Aquarius. Um, I've got quite a lot to say say about that when we come to it. Other key dates um, we've got the lunar nodes changing signs um, on May the 5th, um, and they will be uh, moving into Gemini north node and sagittarius south node until january the 18th 2022 so another big um, shift then we have the eclipses they start off in capricorn and cancer and then in the summer eclipses they they flip and they move into gemini and sagittarius because they follow the lunar nodes the eclipses so we probably won't focus too much on the eclipses themselves except the total solar eclipse we might talk a little bit more about, which happens to be on my birthday, and I'm going to go to Chile to see it. (laughs) Which is exciting. And my slides are stuck. Oh, there we go. Other, Other key dates are Saturn moves into Aquarius. Okay, so Saturn will move out of Capricorn the sign he rules and that's on on uh, march 21st my wedding anniversary and and the spring um equinox and but then saturn uh, retrogrades back into capricorn for a while and finally moves back into aquarius on december the 16th jupiter follows into aquarius and then on the winter solstice we have jupiter conjunct saturn which is um which is called the great conjunction and that's at zero aquarius now that's a 20-year cycle but the last time it was an aquarius was in the middle ages so you can see we've got some huge cycles happening this year other things of note of the year are we do have a venus and a mars retrograde in addition to the usual uh, mercury retrogrades And um, the outer planet retrogrades. We don't have Venus and Mars retrogrades every year, so we've got those. So it's a a huge year astrologically. Um, One or two other mentions, okay. Um, Just how rare is this major stellium in Capricorn that we've got? Well, these are the last um, time that we had Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter all. In Capricorn. Um, The last time was December 1284, so back to the Middle Ages again, um, where we had the Pied Piper of Hamlin, the Second second Statute of Westminster, which reformed various laws. Wales came under English rule. There was a lot of changes in the Middle Ages. I've got more to say about that as we chat as well. And then Before that was 1894 BCE when all three of them were in Capricorn which um, is quite amazing as well and that was the year that the um, city of Babylon was established and um, I've got a little bit more to say about that when we're chatting too. There's a lot to do with these these stelliums in Capricorn with new, um, new laws or new versions of law being um, established. So uh, I expect that's going to happen for us. (laughs) Key themes astrologically, um, transformation through chaos, collapse of institutions, new cycles beginning, stepping into the wave and new laws or amendments to current laws. So we'll move on to the new
1: numbers. Jen's overview. Very exciting and definitely uh, very moving. Physically as well as emotionally uh, socially, spiritually, and all of that, mm. uh, so yes, so same with louise i 'm just going to go over this, and then uh, we 'll go deeper in when I do a little my share, and then we 'll just chat so key numerology for twenty twenty it 's that we say twenty twenty vision, so that 's understanding that we have clearer vision when we 're looking at it through that lens this is a new de- decade we're ending the teens we're moving into the 20s we're stepping into duality and um com- community in a very different way because two has a whole different uh, energy than the one does and two is about duality it's about seeing the polar opposites or the bi bipoles or bipolar you know it's not just that idea that people have bipolar whatever um um effects but the bipoles that we're looking at and how we live our lives
0: mm.
1: so 2020 we add all the numbers together to get the universal number and so we're looking at three individual numbers 20 the calendar year number is 20 and we have a repetitive number as well which is um a big deal um And I'll talk more about the 20, but it is this, uh, this is the number of the awakening. So we're moving out of this idea of being under some kind of duress where we're being controlled by others and choosing to be in charge of ourselves. And that will make us better uh, citizens of the world. Like we can work better together when we know who we are, when we're fighting about what's mine or what belongs to me and who am I and how do I become that thing that others want me to be that's when we have the issues with the duality we're out of balance. Uh, Universal year number is a 4 and of course we get that because when we add 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 we have 4. So this is a very uh, unusual lineup as you can no doubt tell because this doesn't happen often. And then we reduce the root number of the the 20 Because uh, we reduce all numbers to root numbers, so we get both essences when we're looking at universal numbers, and that's the two. Two and four are both the manifesting numbers, so it's about making things real on Earth. You can go to the next slide. All right, so I'll talk a little bit more about the numbers um, when I'm talking to give you a more idea of what that means. So the three key letters and words for 2020. So we're looking at the divine and earthly planes right now. Because we're looking at a bipolar world, we're looking at a a world that has to uh, look at two access points in order for us to find our middle point or our balance or the harmony. Uh, So we're looking at three letters. The letter for the number two is a B. And I've given you two words here to think about, balance and belief. The way we change our balance is through our belief system. So if, we're, if things are happening, happening that are unbelievable or we can't accept it, then we need to decide which one we want to choose. It's about choosing where we want to be. we want to shift our belief or do we want to shift our balance? The D letter or the fourth letter, according to the Pythagorean system, is a D. And there's many words with D, just as there's many words with B. uh, And that's devotion, the words I've given you, devotion and duality. So these are also about this idea of repeating that duality, the sense of when we're creating things or we're attending to details, that we must approach this with devotion and understand that there's duality. So again, we want to be mindful of duality and understand how we use The um, resources that are available to us, the energy and our knowledge that there's duality. How do we use it? Do we kind of fight to make sure we're at one polar end, or do we want to release the polarisation and move more to the centre place? The third letter that we have is the twenty letter, and that's a T, and that is about travel. Uh, We know that the 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 poles, what are they? The moon, uh, forgotten the word. Um, the nodes. The nodes, that's right. It's <laughs> into the poles, but they are poles, right? So the nodes are uh, moving into uh, Sagittarius and Gemini. So you can see how these things are kind of linking that type of thing. Travel doesn't have to be physical travel, although it might. But we mm-hmm. definitely need to travel away from old ideas. We need to travel into new learning, new understanding, new ideas, and transcend this old idea of who we are, whether it's on the physical plane, on the mental plane, the spiritual plane, the social plane, on all the different planes, because how do we create this balanced belief, devotion, duality, that travel and transcendence, and each one fits into the other. And I've given you like a little little way to break through, which is called TAP and this has to do with the ancient beliefs of what these numbers mean so truth awareness and peace so you can move them around but it's easy to say tap when you want to change when you're trying to move into a different balance then you want to know what is your truth or what is the universal truth not what somebody's opinion is which is different the awareness of that what's what do i believe as opposed to what's group think and how do I create peace, which is about uh, connecting to what is true for you and being in balance. And then I believe there's one more slide. Oh, so I've given you this to just give you an idea of um, what happens every month as the the universal months of every um, month, just so you can understand. I'm not gonna read through all of them because it's right here for you. But January is a five month, which is about change. Five is uh, open on both sides. Uh, How do we know it's a five month? We add one to four because we know it's a four universal year. So it's a five universal month and it's open on both sides. It sits on a rocker. It's in the center of the root numbers. So we know change, change, change. It's pivotal. It's a pivotal number. So we know five is bringing us a lot of change and Given what Lou was just talking about, we know that's true. Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's just move to the next slide. So I wanted to also mention the rarity of the number 2020. So it's not just what's happening in astrology, knowing that the divinations are linked. And the time we're in is about divining, divining the truth for yourself, divining what is um, sacred to you and to uh, your soul system and to the world and how you find those points, how you divine where the water is, right? Or the gold or whatever it is you're looking for. So the next time we have a one in the first three digits of a calendar year is in the year 2100. And it'll be in a lesser role, right? It's taking the role behind the twos, because we're in the 21st century, we're in the two deck you know two world we're entering the 20 decade we're entering this time when two is prominent 20 is prominent it is this idea of moving from the one to the two from the idea of me and mine into the idea of community and ours so would we're you- ending the rulership but i did just- you say yeah. that began on the year 2000 then
0: when we went It from- did
1: begin on the year 2000, but we still had the, uh, te- the ones in it, right? So yeah. uh, the ones in a first position, because it was, uh, you know, the third position, I should say, 2010, the last teen decade, mm-hmm. where we'll have that same energy for 80 years. Yeah. So we end the l- rulership of the one, which has dominated the calendar since um, the year 1000. So that's quite a few years, right? Uh the double zero numbers in a year do not happen very often. By malcalculation, the last time would be in the year ten ten. Ten ten uh A D, which is where we are now, right? So that's yep. a few years ago. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is
0: that it for the yes, that's it for the slides. Cool. Yes. Okay. I'm going to stop the share and we're hi back to everybody. Oh, everybody's uh, saying hi. I'm just going to make sure everybody's muted still because we've got a lot more people on. And Jen, do you want to start the ball rolling and we'll just chat as we usually do?
1: All right. I'm going to start a little bit giving a little bit more information about what I am getting about this year. So keywords that I'm getting is substantial and devotion or devotional. This is about substantive change. And when I check into the year, it feels very expansive and boundless, and yet it demands that we take shape. You know, we understand or know the nature of our own duality and mortal and spiritual aspects, you know, whether we're eager and fearful, loving, despising, whatever it is on that active and passive. And we have to move that control control switch to find our balance as i talked about in the bound in a boundless world we have to know who we are so this is also this year is also about diplomacy so that's not being a doormat it's about knowing what is true for you and finding a way to be kind and 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 really get to the point of the matter this is a very physical time we're entering So what's the balance between peace and compromise? What is real? Like words can be real, actions, physical things, deeds, discipline, all of those things, applying ourselves. So it's about doing things intuitively and physically. The two is also about spirituality and um, our um, connection to our intuition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also about attending to details, as is for our, you know, whatever resources we have our bodies, the soul juice, water, fire, grains of sand. This is like the pea in the mattress, the thing that's going to make us move into something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, this awakening, which is brought about by the 20 uh, number, the double 20. We're rising up, falling out of sleep into awareness, thinking about music as divine water. We're waking up. We have to bring in our dedication and drive and discipline, deciding what we're committing to, what's of value to us, what is of integrity to us. This is about formation, new systems, tangible physical changes, building bricks. So, honesty. How do we get our point across and be who we are without getting involved in all that emotional uh, stuff that drains us? Mm. Sound, we're building a new world. We've got to decide. We've got to do it. We've got to check in with our intuition. We've got to build a new reality based on sound principles of universal energy and earthly matter. With the 20, we know that there's disillusion of the old. So Mm -hmm. in a boundless world, the boundaries don't exist. So we have to create new ones, or we're going to go back to the old ones. So to do that effectively, we must know ourselves, trust our intuition, pay attention to the details. Mm. And I think I've covered pretty much what i want to say about that
2: cool well um i had actually
0: written three words down as well funnily enough jen and i always do this kind of weird we didn't plan (laughs) (laughs) and my my uh three words were that came to my mind for the year were curiosity um i think we're because the the um movement into air with the north node in gemini and then saturn the great conjunction in aquarius the mental curiosity and dis-exploration is is going to be really heightened more and more throughout the year um chaos is a big theme of the year i know a lot of people are probably gonna go oh (laughs) but you know um good can come out of chaos things need shaking up this is a year where we're really going to be shaking the table in many ways um of course we see it politically but um it's going to be happening in a lot of our lives and we're going to cause some of the chaos ourselves just to shake things up a bit so we can do something new um so and eris is uh very much about chaos so i'll talk more about her as we look at some of the uh transits throughout the year uh building and jen mentioned that because you know uh, Capricorn is um, the builder for a start, and we have so much energy in Capricorn. We can't uh, write till the end of the year. It's the dominant theme, but um, but with all the things that are happening in Capricorn and all the new cycles happening, and the the, the fact that they're really um, major cycles happening in Capricorn, we're really kind of built from the ground up and building. Um, somebody's making some noise somewhere sorry <laughs> let me check okay and i don't know who it is it's fine oh i see it i think dina got in okay but she's muted now <laughs> i've got it i think and um and I, I did write an article about um reclaiming the fish tail in in capricorn and i think that's a lot of what these new cycles are bringing us in capricorn this year um and and the um squares to eris afterwards as well it's kind of shaking everything up so that we can um rebuild how we see the sign of capricorn how we see um authority how we see hierarchy how we see um elderhood um, all the all the things that Capricorn um, really represents so that we can hopefully move into really the higher qualities of Capricorn. Because really, you know, Capricorn, I, in the new book I'm, I'm publishing, I talk a lot about how we, I think we humans create a lot of what we've done, you know, and I talk about the Bible saying in the beginning was the word. And um, we've shaped Our universe by what we say about it now it's it's you know astrology is the study of um what's happened as planets do things but it's also our interpretation of it and our description of it that has shaped how we see things and despite capricorn being a feminine sign um or a yin sign or a night night energy sign as it's an earth sign it's Been described by the patriarchy as all things cold, hard bones. It's everything feels very not soft, and we. I think all these new cycles in Capricorn are softening Capricorn. Um, I've heard a lot of talk of the Council of Grandmothers, and and um, they've come more back into our awareness. The Council of, of Grandmothers in recent years it's that kind of energy. It's nothing to do with men and women. <laughs> it is just bringing in that um, more diffuse, softer night energy of an earth sign. And we um, and re- kind of replacing the language that we use around it, I think is going to make a big big difference one one thing that comes to my mind is um saturn's always seen as the grim reaper i think why not call him the death doula you know or her the death doula because death is um is part of life you know the cancer capricorn is birth and death the the um polarity axis so um that's what i see a lot of these new cycles doing a lot of softening um and again, it's nothing to do with actual gender. It's to do with just how we feel inside and how we allow ourselves to be in the world. So would you agree?
1: Absolutely. I think that's a huge part of this whole thing. This, When I tapped into the energy of the 2020, I got this vast body of water. Mm-hmm. And it feels like exactly what you're talking about, this idea that in the vast body of water, we have everything. Everything exists. The things we like, the things we don't like, the things we've named and haven't named. And so in water, it dissolves everything and we have the opportunity to rename things, reclassify things, uh, change our minds about how we're uh, operating, thinking, building it's been a very kind of narrow field we've built to just think about the end of a cycle like this this huge ending that's you know as we see just by the date that it's a very rare thing whenever you reach the pinnacle of something that's when everything i mean for a while has been uh, less than ideal Mm -hmm. so we can see the the you know i think for a lot of us it's about emotion our emotions are what keep us stuck because we have beliefs about how people have treated us. We're telling ourselves it means a certain thing and that we have no option but to behave in the way we've behaved. And with all of this, we have to remember, it's not just the big structures that are um, dissolving. It's actually our individual structures. We have room now to go, you know, yesterday I behaved like this or I believed that or I thought I had no power. And today I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to take that... Um, presumption about myself to be true i'm not going to agree that i need to suffer and that because i'm a woman i have a lesser role Uh, i'm not saying that it all changes overnight but this is how we make change is by innovation because this is what this is about when we have the numerology and the astrology that's telling us we're entering a time of innovation but the reason we're having innovation is because all the old structures are falling away and it gives us this opportunity to go, oh, this is what I want to be true, right?
0: And I, I find it quite funny that, you know, as the old structures fall away, I think of California for a start, with me talking about um, embracing the energy of night. Um, the fact that they're having these extended power cuts, you know, it's quite likely that we're going to have to go back to a period where. We get used to the dark more, get used to feeling our way literally around and and what 's reflected out there in the world is reflected within us too it 's um you know and uh, our culture has literally tried to omit anything that 's night, if you think about it really
1: <laughs> right or name it as something evil, but or... even when you think in terms of feminine energy you know, there 's all these pictures of and stories about these women who have been are just like these horrendous beasts like they so mean all they want to do is destroy and you know all the stories are about that it's never about saving not that they need to save anyone but it's never about them standing in their power it's always about them overpowering others and so we need to make sure that everyone knows they're evil when we look at the words like lucifer for instance which actually means the word light
0: mm-hmm. light bringer is not it
1: Right. So you can see how everything's been twisted. In actual fact, this year, 2020, and this time we're coming into is an opportunity for us to really look at what uh, or shine a light on the dark that we have, uh, all the things we've put in the dark and, and said, oh, put that away. You can't look at it or hide your feelings when we shine a light on the do- in the dark, that's when we get to see new things. We get to discover what's hidden, like all the treasures that are rising. And we can see that mm-hmm. around us with all of these things that are um, coming to light uh, in terms of uh, new discoveries, things that have been hidden that we didn't even know were there that are coming to the forefront. And that's true for every one of us individually. We have stuff inside of us that needs to come into the light. So that we can, in a sense be reborn. We're born or reborn into this new beginning, into this um, this great birthing of choosing and creating because at this time we are actually creating a reality. It hasn't been created yet. We okay. have been chosen as the ones who are uh, the creators. and chosen is one of the uh, energies of or choosing. like it's not for somebody else to decide who is chosen. Uh, We're moving away from old religions because those are all very top-down religions. They're all about somebody at the top telling us that we don't have the right to our own intuition. We don't have the right to our own ideas, opinions, uh, or feelings, and that we have to give that right and that power to someone else so they can make decisions for us because we're too immature and too pathetic to do it for ourselves.
0: I do want to say as well well you know I talk about uh, the energy of the night coming back in this benefits the energy of the day just as much and if you think about the planets even just um from those terms yeah you can see how it's been shifting you know we thought mars was all day all and all this and we've discovered mars has water on it you know um <laughs> the planet venus itself venus you know has been presented as all soft and and um sweet and mild and that and venus the planet itself is ball of fire and (laughs) you know so i think i think the softening works both ways we're softening the harshness of the day and and then bringing the night back in a little bit um jason holly astrologer one of my favorites he talks about the twilight a lot and we're we're entering this twilight or um or twi um even fall i thought that was another good word i like i saw about this um where you know everything's a little bit more nothing's all one or the other and even to the point of um you know there's the table of polarities if i don't know if anybody's heard of those where you know it was um i think it was um I remember they, a few of them did it pythagoras all those older people or older uh philosophers everything was opposites table of opposites okay there was black and white well black and white aren't really colors actually they have so much more in them and even in astrology we've talked about opposites well nothing's separate and i i want to talk more about the wave when we get to looking at, to the end of the year when we look at this great conjunction because i think that's worth a bit of a separate look on itself because uh, that's um a pretty major thing to happen as well especially in aquarius um but just to my mind this whole year is about rediscovering recreating rebuilding uh gemini is about learning new ways of doing things it's about listening to the other as well the gemini north node so when that comes in we've got that um for a couple of years um, uh, so i think we're um living in astounding times personally i think you're going to hear so much fear about all this stuff coming up but i think we have to remember that even in the most challenging times in history some people just sailed through nicely. Some people did really well out of it. <laughs> sure, there's going to be some challenges, but um, through chaos and challenge comes growth. So,
1: <laughs> And you know what's so fascinating about all of this that uh, comes to mind is when we are in challenging times, what happens is our fears, uh, well, first of all, let me just say that fear is a choice, right? I'm not saying that it isn't natural for us to have apprehension about things we don't know and we've never done that's perfectly normal but to live in an atmosphere where we're making choices out of fear better the devil i know and all of those things we have like don't don't put your head outside of the box don't try to do something different because then you're gonna um, uh, you're gonna break the code of silence our secrecy that we all do everything the right way Uh, And we just need to look at uh, governments and all these things that are happening, all these leaders that are doing things that they're not supposed to and nothing's happening to them, Mm -hmm. except for now, right? Now things are beginning to happen because we're entering this period of time where consequence, now, this is a really important part of all of this, is the consequence of your actions, the consequence of your choices. And this is a a universal uh, action that happens uh, when we make choices which is what we have, free will. We have free will. One of the things I was just thinking about in terms of the, when we think about the light or um, black and white, they may not be colors, but the one is absence of color and the other is complete or all colors, right? All colors are contained actually in both in a different way. It contains everything. But the big picture here is when things start to happen, when a system starts to break down, We don't have the luxury of going into fear and our feelings and being overwhelmed by what shall I do and indecision. We have to make choices. And there is something and we have to take action. And so we have to check in. We've got a very short amount of time to trust our intuition to make choices. Do I go this way or do I go that? Somebody's chasing me, you know, like we can just look at what's happening in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. These people are making a choice where they're showing up every weekend to knowing that their lives are on the line regardless so that's the same for all of us when we're in really tough times that we have to make choices and there's something very um what's the word it like brings your you to life when you're in that place when you really are faced with making decisions instantly and living it kind of brings you into your full embodiment i'm like i'm here i'm in this moment and that's very much a energy of the times of chaos is we find the center of the storm and that center is in within us right and then we choose which way we're going
0: and I will say Eris is going to bring a lot of this chaos. <laughs> the goddess of discord. Okay. In Aries. She's been in Aries since 1927. She wasn't discovered till 2005. So these aspects um, that we're going to experience are the first major aspects that uh, have ever happened since we've known of Eris, basically. Um, the, she was actually um, close to conjunct. Um, with Uranus in Aries on the last election in the USA, and we've seen what happened there that Uranus and um, Eris definitely shook things up and brought some chaos. <laughs> 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 but, uh, for those of you that don't know about Eris, I'm just going to quickly give an overview. In the myth, she um, was not invited to this party of the gods and goddesses, well, a wedding actually, and um, she, she wasn't. Um, invited because she was seen as creating discord and she showed up anyway with the golden apple and threw it in and it said to the fairest and basically to cut a long story short um it was the apple was fought over and um and the it ended up causing the um the what was the war (laughs) i've forgotten the
2: The (laughs) trojan war the trojan and and
0: the fall of the greek empire basically um but and she got blamed for it but she didn't actually cause the war (laughs) if you think about it right she threw the apple in to reveal kind of the artifice and the shallowness of the ruling elites at the time and they fought amongst themselves and that caused the trojan war So I think, you know, like a lot of these so-called dark goddesses, she's been maligned for, because she wasn't all perfectly beautiful. She wasn't all, you know, suitable to be invited to the wedding and things like that because she was very raw, very real um, and a a bit of a troublemaker. And uh, so she consequently got blamed in effect for the fall of the Greek empire. Well, Eris is here again. (laughs) Throwing her golden apple in with all these planets in Capricorn this year. Everything, every planet that square, that reaches uh, Pluto will then square Eris. Venus will be the first, actually. Interestingly enough, <laughs> the goddess of love and beauty will square Eris first. And then one by one, all the other planets will square her throughout um, throughout the first few months of the year and i think we can expect um a lot of chaos from what we might want to call the divine feminine but i see it more as this as the energy of the excluded the energy of those that have been left out and um been deemed not good enough or nice enough or whatever you know it's um that's it the you could basically say it's the people rising up personally
1: Right. Well, you know, I think what's really interesting. I just think about the word artifice, which is about this this idea of pretending to be something you're not. And our world has certainly been that. The this uh, the patriarchy has been about denying one aspect or even their own aspect of their shadow. What we call shadow behaviors or challenges with this whatever we think is uh, you know dirty in some way. Whatever we decide to name as dirty then becomes um, something that's hidden it's a secret and that those things actually rule the world we are you know seeing the impact of that of these people like uh, well-known people who are supposedly rulers of the world and their shadow behaviors coming out and how they've used children and uh, you know abused children and women and all these types of things that just reveal what happens when there's an imbalance of truth because it's all there like you can't deny what is there. It's, yeah. it's just the way you use it. So for us, we have to go and say, I'm not, you know, I'm not a play piece. I'm not going to be um, put in that place where you can use me as your toy. You know, I'm deciding. I'm taking back my authority, my own um, part of who I am. And that's exactly what Eris did uh yeah. is she took back her own power or revealed by revealing uh, the the bullshit that the other people were putting on, like oh I'm the greatest, I'm the fairest, and all this stuff. But then they couldn't stop fighting about it. When in truth, when you're connected to your own divine presence and connection, there is nothing to convince others about. And this is such a huge gift of this time is that we can go, oh this is who I am, this is what I believe. Okay, you don't believe what I believe. Is there a place we can build some bridges, build connection, build community? Collaborate? Or are we so far apart that we're going to build with others? And Mm -hmm. so recognizing this is not for me, or saying no, remembering the idea of diplomacy is not getting people to do what they don't want to do. It's getting the truth, right? (laughs) Right. It's like being real. And that's the beauty of what happens is when we allow those that are maybe who we consider not don't belong to the masses or doesn't belong in the crowd because they don't look good enough, they don't look the part. Uh, Getting past all of that by saying, I don't care whether you invite me or not. I'm here and I'm going to do the things I'm going to do. And that's so freeing. This is all about liberation, basically. Our souls liberating in our physical bodies, making choices, physical choices. Just like that phrase, we're putting our money where our mouth is, This is kind of one of those times that we're going. I don't believe in this crumbling thing that has held me prisoner. I'm going to choose something different, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Just think about how clever Eris is, right? And how we need to be clever too, in the sense of how we deal. With the people who want to kind of label us in a certain way and push us into one corner
2: mm-hmm.
1: and say oh you 're this, therefore your opinion doesn't count and we 're going i don 't care what you say i 'm taking back my own narrative yes. and i 'm going to say what it is
0: he just stood back after she'd thrown the apple and it was like oh, <laughs> and I do think um, that the same is going to happen here that um, Empires are going to collapse, so to speak.
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And we're going to see a lot of things that might shock us. You know, you have to remember when an empire or whatever you want to call this that we've been in changes, changes hands when the people are taking back. So it is a revolution, right? But it's a silent revolution. We may not all be at war physically because traditional war is kind of outdated now, but there are other ways to. to try to subjugate people is that um, we get to decide how we come to the table what kind of warriors are we are we the warriors that are worried about what uh, our enemy thinks of us yeah. or are we the ones who go we know who we are we know what we're doing so kind of move out of our way right Then um, we can do that all with kindness like you know, I'm not saying you should sit down and not do anything, but really putting your energy towards something that is a waste of time. Trying to uh, showcase that somebody else is terrible or doing something terrible is a waste of time. And with a change in era, this is our monetary systems, our building systems, our business systems that are all going to change. And in that chaos, where everything's kind of swimming upriver, uh, we we can attached to the things that matter to us
0: and even our communication systems i've seen a real surge in people looking for alternatives to facebook yeah. stuff like that lately and in fact i've just um signed up for another new one because i'm exploring them a little bit you know when i get time mm-hmm. but this one's like my own personal facebook where i can build my own community in it online and it's not run by somebody else so uh, so there's, there's all kinds of options um, building. It's, and I think the North Node moving into Gemini will, will speed that um, a lot. You know, that's a 19-year cycle as well, or so right. 18.6-year mm-hmm. cycle. So if we look back to year 2000, um, what was happening then? <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> so it's kind of similar themes as to when the Nodes right. Went
1: we have the 20 right the 2000s had the 20 with three zeros and now we have um two 20s, the yeah. double 20 double awareness double awakening double balance thinking that everything that is dissolving is up for grabs in a sense and that's also the mercurial energy of of the idea of by whatever by focus um uh, bipolarization is the opportunity to to rename and reshape something completely just by rolling that golden apple into the uh the room right into the place and then we've got the venus retrograde
0: in gemini as well and the venus star point which is when the sun and the um, and venus meet in the middle is at 13 gemini right in the middle of the sign while the nodes are in Gemini and the eclipses moved to Gemini and Venus as I mentioned is the first one who's going to square Eris and also the first one who's going to actually reach in in conjunction with Eris later in the year right
1: and Venus is actually associated with debt so it's a very interesting thing
0: all, all money
1: Well, money, but more in debt is considered more debt. Well, anyway, the way I look at it (laughs) point of view, and that's fine. But what's really interesting to me about the idea of debt is that this is about integrity. We have to pay our debts. We have to pay our dues. And so whatever needs to be done needs to be done, right? So we can't escape that. Mm. And uh, what I find interesting is the tarot cards. If you look at the tarot cards for the 2020, for the... Numbers, the 20 is judgment. Mm. And when judgment, when you think about it from the divine aspect, is about um, rebalancing things. So it's not like, oh, you did this wrong, you're supposed to be punished. But it kind of is, in a sense, like it's like repositioning everything, just like that golden apple. Mm. And the idea of when you actually look at the traditional one is all these people rising out of the kind of graves. It's like mm. all of us coming, all. All of our uh, hidden stuff or our desires, because it's not just negative things that have been hidden, but our desires, our knowledge, our wisdom, our will to be something that's all being suppressed and hidden, that is coming out and like, I'm going to, I've got nothing to lose by expressing my voice.
2: Mm. Cool.
1: So um,
0: I kind of wanted to look, and we can hop back a little bit, but I did want to talk about the Great Conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter and Saturn, on December the 21st. Um, So right at the end of the year, I know. But um, the um, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is known as the Great Conjunction. Okay, it's a 20-year cycle. But the last time this happened in Aquarius, and this one is at zero Aquarius, was back in the Middle Ages again. And back in the Middle Ages, that was a time when Cambridge University was um, uh, formed. The Sorbonne University was formed, all those kind of things. It's also the time of um, the Great Plague, the Black Death, um, because airborne diseases um, happen when the Great Conjunction happens. The Great Conjunction often also precedes uh, presidents dying in office. Not to say or attempts on their lives, so, so there's that too. Uh, but I think it's really, um, really, really significant that it's happening at zero degrees of Aquarius and taking us into the age of Aquarius because we're moving into the age of Aquarius. And again, I write a little bit about this in my book. Um we've we're seeing more and more the rise of in science, and I'm not a scientist, so you know, I'm I'm layman's reading of this, but wave theory, wave and entanglement theory. And it occurred to me as I was writing my book that the symbol for Aquarius is waves. It's waves of spirit, no, but it's and it's not waves of water. And um And we're moving into this age of more connectedness. So despite the history or whatever of the great conjunction, I kind of think, a lot of people think it's when Pluto goes into Aquarius that we start the age of Aquarius. But I kind of think this zero degree conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, which incidentally, a lot of people think was the star of Bethlehem. Okay so therefore starting basically starting the age of pisces with um with the star of Bethlehem, because the two together is very bright is taking us into this age of aquarius which is gonna which nobody knows exactly what it's going to look like but it is going to involve like wave theory this connectedness the entanglement the 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 web of life we're going to realize that everything as i've said before nothing is entirely separate everything's connected in some way and what we do you know my dog sneezes which she does a lot I give her I give her aunties to me <laughs> to stop <laughs> her sleeping on this um <laughs> um you know if she sneezes it affects something else you know there because it all ripples out so um I just think and the fact it's also on the winter solstice and the square before is on an equinox I kind of think this is kind of really um, almost a bit freaky here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And what's so fascinating, of course, and the fact that it is happening uh, in the solstice, which would have been the traditional um, Christmas was based on solstice, so it's the same timing. Uh, what's really fascinating, of course, is that the old ruler of Aquarius is Saturn, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And so Saturn moving with Jupiter, kind of changing, shifting the, the power, if you were,
2: um,
1: in some way, right? Acknowledging the power, knowing that um, this new space, and with a zero, it's so powerful because zeros are actually divine energy. So we know this time we're in is a very uh, divine experience that we're having. Uh, you know, it, it really is about the devotion to the principle of what we believe in as um, as souls and as souls in bodies, embodying a different energy with resources we have. But yes, that definitely sounds like something very real, like in a sense the opening with Jupiter expanding that energy um, and the zero being this holy breath, this idea of this, you know, it's pre-beginning. Right. It's not even beginning, it's everything, it's having everything, being in this pool, and uh, looking at that stuff the leadership. Because, of course, Jupiter is this benevolence uh, of uh, you know, leadership, and but Saturn Jupiter's is, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, right. And Saturn has that similar in some ways of the law. Like, you know, when you start a new thing, you have to have, you know, and with Jupiter laws and all of that, kind of the um, systems building, building blocks, which is what this year is all about, right? The building blocks, because we're in such baby times of change. So and
0: Saturn is really man-made law and Jupiter is, um, is natural. Right natural laws really and saturn was jupiter's father right and and
1: i think so and
0: then eris was born from jupiter's head so uh yeah. and and so it's kind of all the, like the gods are coming together
1: <laughs> right right and if you remember we talked a little bit about it in, in terms of this uh uh I think the full moon that's coming up in December, yeah. right? And we already have that positioning of of Venus between
0: um, between Saturn and Pluto.
1: Right. It's kind of like, yeah, they're all getting together, all going right. You know, we messed it up last time when we were fighting over stuff, and now we have more maturity and, we're and making we
0: make we as humans now know about these planets or dwarf planets, whatever you want to call them, I don't care. Right. Planetary bodies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, these beings of light, right? Just like, you know, if you think about it, what are our resources? And we think about how we are going to apply the resources we have. The resources we have are our bodies, energy, light, and um ethers. The stuff that comes from out of out of the earth is not water, it's light or energy, right? Um to add in a couple of hmm?
0: add in a couple of other astrological things that are happening palace Athena yeah. what they follow into Capricorn? she's right i call kind of i I often call her Venus squared or Venus with a diamond um because she 's kind of more strategic, she makes plans she um makes the blueprints and um maneuvers and things for moving forward she's following in behind to also conjoin all these things in square Ares um homea who we don't talk about a lot she's one of the newly um discovered dwarf planets she's over in the opposite point of libra so you know it gives them quite a wide orb she's opposing eris so all these squares to eris are um also squaring her in libra and she's um the um hawaiian well she was the hawaiian goddess of birth and fertility yeah so uh so she's active too so all these new planetary bodies are really kind of coming in and being activated by all these energies so whilst there is such a big focus on january the 12th next year i kind of think that's only the start of
1: it well and and we're building up to change right, and it doesn't mean like oh January twelfth everything's going to be changed right it's 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 a process so we get to a certain point, then something happens that we sometimes we don't even know if you think about a building collapsing, you may not know the foundation is uh, you know has been you know hit by an underwater earthquake or something, and then you know yeah five years later falls down. So it's the same thing. We see things happening. We don't know what it is. It just feels confusing. But Mm -hmm. what we have to remember is to come back to self and connect in and look at what is our, um, what is our intuition telling us? What are the things we need to know that we don't know? What do we have to learn that we don't know? What do we have to understand so we can expand our thinking and even just thinking about all these female energies or warriors coming in, because in some sense they are warriors, um, because they're holding the space for us, right? all these different aspects, and it's kind of all of us holding aspects in our own way in the world, uh, playing our roles. They're showing us that the female energy, or whatever you want to call it, the shadow, the dark, whatever you want to call it, that 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 has been hidden is coming into the light. Mm -hmm. And in order to have a just world and a just living, we all must look at the things, everything, what is dark, what is light. And change the quality, like Lou was talking about, changing the quality of the light we live in. Mm. So when we're in the dark, we're not afraid, so we have to put out all the lights and go, I'm not looking at the dark. When we're in the light, you know, light can blind you. Like sometimes like, you can't see anything. You can't right?
0: see light. You can't see the stars in the day.
1: Right, which is why the twilight times are so powerful, because they're neither light nor dark. And those are the times we can really begin to see between the worlds and understand why people are doing certain things and decide whether we want to be bothered with that or not. You know, once we understand it, we have the compassion to go, okay, I get it. I get why they're doing it. We can let go of that responsibility and move forward. Cool. So was there anything particularly about the
0: energies you want to talk about before we look at, um, before we look at cards and there's a couple of questions. So
1: Right, so one thing I did want to mention quickly is about, besides the idea of just remembering this is about resources, how you're using your resources, we're creating a physical world using our imagination and our intuition and our spiritual connection. So when we connect to those beliefs and we're devoted to that, the action we need to take, that's when everything shifts. Uh, so thinking about the bigger picture and not being in fear about the smaller details. What does this mean for me? Is it something I need to worry about? And instead thinking, how can I change the things that haven't worked for me because everything's in disarray? Um, And I do want to also mention the tarot cards, the other two tarot cards. I mentioned the judgment, which is kind of an ether card, base card. And the others are the priestess, which is the two. And that's the female, and she has the two pillars behind. The third card. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll
0: show that in a minute. Right, that
1: the happened. E and J. <laughs> <laughs> the two pillars. So the one pillar, which st- was for um, strength or endurance, and the other was for sustainability or something like that, building something, like really creating something new, uh, Temple of Solomon. And the priestess is the first card in the sense, and the two she bringing in this highly spiritual uh, sense of what needs to come in we need the spiritual energy to to actually divine and tune in to what is possible moving with the music of life and creativity and connection and the third chord which is fascinating is the emperor Right, that's card four. So the emperor is about helping build the thing, make it real. So we have all three aspects are being addressed with these numbers, which is pretty fascinating, because here he is focusing on the the doer, making sure things are done honestly with integrity, that people are doing their due diligence, that they disciplined. All those are all aspects of Saturn, and of course the number four. We want to build things to last. Therefore, we must pay attention to what we're building. What are we committing to? What are we agreeing to? Cool. All right.
0: So let's quickly do these two questions. We're gonna we're gonna answer them very briefly, and then we're gonna show our cards. And uh, and then because um, you know we we're well over one hour already, and um, I know everybody's time's a bit precious for really long ones. So um, the first questions from Shelley Uh, with Pluto's destructuring and Saturn's hard work at building structures over the long haul. How does one find balance in the collective arenas of crumbling church, healthcare and educational institutions, to name a few, whilst attempting to the rebuilds? Are we still waiting for the dust to clear as the rubble falls before starting new ideas? So many earth shakes well no i personally i don't think we wait till the dust clears completely i think we keep trying new things and um and seeking seeking new ways in the middle of it and and you know this as as jen mentioned um uh, way on this is kind of when people step up to really and we realize we can help each other and fight for those that are going to fight for the things that we want and things like that so I think we just keep going <laughs> through it. You know how? How do you find balance by fighting for what you do want and for um and for building your own space and security?
1: Yeah, I think what's so important about finding balance is neutrality. It's neutrality of where we are um, energizing ourselves. So the energy we get from Mars, how passion, our desire. Uh, needs to be, because it's limited, right? And what do we have? We have just our resources, time, energy, et cetera. So finding that balance, that neutrality, like I don't care what other people think, I don't care what the old system was, I'm focused on what I'm building. What do you need to gather? What do you need to know when you're building something on new land? You have to set up plans. You have to check the land to make sure that it's not, you know, that it's viable for building. Is there something extra? So these are all the things you need to be focused on. Take your energy and drive and move it towards what you're creating. And don't be distracted, because remember, it's just distraction. What's going on around you? All the stuff crumbling, it's disappearing. So take the things that have a value and keep moving forward. And also, I, I kind of have a,
0: a nudge to say, don't try and game it. You know, I hear people, you know, all the time, you know, looking at what happened last time, this happened, and things like that, and how can I make sure it doesn't happen again? well you can't so <laughs> you can't make sure things don't happen again because they're never going to happen the same way i anyway either so you know just focus on what you want as um, as uh, jen said and, and what you, what you really believe in and what you're building so
1: and do your due diligence if this is something you need to check into and needs more detailed work and attention do it because we all are going to have to pay more attention with all this energy going around. That is, this is, do I have all the pieces? Did I get all the information or are we going to kind of have to loop around again? Because now we've missed something.
0: All right. So the other question, I am was thinking how to read it because I'm not, um, we're not looking at, um, actual charts on this call. Mm-hmm. Um, so this question was about a five-year writing project. I'm not going to go into what the writing project was. Uh, basically, it's, does this project have a chance to be concluded and published in 2020? Basically, she's got Jupiter's in Capricorn in the sixth house. So um, if we'd had a bit... if. I thought about going through all the houses. I'm not going to, I might write an article about that, but I would say Jupiter in Capricorn in the sixth house is a really good omen for, um, for finishing and publishing a writing project, but you have to do the work, <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's, it gives, it gives it the determination and the will to do that. So.
1: Right. It, it does sound very positive i think just pay attention to yourself your own needs your body and um do your due diligence again don't you know push beyond what is possible or over you know overdo it so that you don't have balance again this is calling for balance right In your life and how you work,
0: and to work 20 hours a day,
1: right? And this brings up the word belief like you believe it and you work as if it is true. You put the work in knowing and having that vision that that is what's going to unfold. This is what I need to do today. Don't get too far caught up ahead. What do I need to do today? And just having that kind of step by step approach will take you to where you want to go. Cool so i'm going to share my cards first and then jen's going to share
0: hers, and then we're going to just wrap up and um just tell you where you can find us and a couple of other details and when this will go out so i pulled three cards because it's a year the first card i got was actually the sagittarius card the art card which is the 14 which is a five isn't it the 14 yes 14 five car and and it's sagittarius the art card and I find that kind of funny because we've got the south node going into Sagittarius and this really in a three card spread this is where we're coming from or the past really so we're coming from trying to um, mix all our ideas together and in this time of change and take all our resources and create alchemy out of it and then out of gold so that's where we're coming from they uh, kind of where we're at now card if you like is the ace of cups now look uh, what more do i need to say about that one <laughs> yeah, look at it, it it's new beginnings. we are having new beginnings in the new cycles no no matter you know um but it, it does mean abundance is really possible i think through this period um you know, I'm not just going to say it's just going to come flowing for everybody, but there is a huge, and what does abundance mean for you? There's that question too. But there's the potential for all our cups to be overflowing. So, yeah. <laughs> and the, where we're heading was what Jen was already talking about, the priestess. So, and to me, this is the card that just comes to my mind with the when we talk about the higher incarnation of Capricorn. I know it's the moon card, but I just think of her when I look at all this energy in Capricorn and how we're changing it and softening it. Mm-hmm. It's becoming this this kind of wise elder, this this real um kind of priestess figure. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, so. all yeah, you know, right. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the two and four are manifesting numbers, so it's all about making things real and making money, right? abundance uh, the truth is we have to remember that abundance is not so much about money we want money because it's part of our system right now but true abundance is knowing that we have everything we need exactly. and so what does that take from us to do it fascinating okay so here are my cards picked from the illuminating journey card deck so the first one is the 31 oh. which is funny because that's a four <laughs> And so kind of where we're coming from is this idea. And if you can see in the card, there's the figure in the middle here. who's kind of like I see as this priestess, kind of uh, um, some kind of uh, energy in the divine field, knowing that all of this stuff is possible in the treasure, in the cave of the dragons. And the dragon energy is the energy that brings stuff from the outer worlds into our world so dragons can move between uh, different fields uh, different worlds and so that's really something amazing because this figure is sitting there thinking about all the treasure she has like if you think about yourself as being the spiritual being with everything you need in that space how do you tap into that energy and um, and and kind of Reconnect with it. Reconnect with your true soul, divine energy. The second card, or where we are right now, is the invisibility cloak. This is one of the tools. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Invisibility cloak can mean many things. One thing, it can give us cover for the things that we're afraid that people will see us as we're moving into changing things. Uh, So to know that we have cover, that they're not noticing us. Uh, that's how I'm reading this message. You may read it differently and that's totally fine. But it's this idea that we have protection or shielding, if you want, from prying eyes because only those who understand what we're doing will see us. And if we connect to that idea of being invisible to those who may not wish us well, we can go about our business and do what we need to do. Uh, without worrying about being seen so it gives us uh, some kind of shielding and so thinking about that like when you're birthing something new kind of this idea of where we are now with this card you're birthing something new you're sitting in this pool of everything and what am I birthing and when I was looking at the priestess card that's kind of how I see this is like a birthing right of something new coming yeah coming out of her it's like this her body is releasing this egg this Mm -hmm. this you know apple whatever it is the pomegranate the seeds of prosperity of true prosperity uh, and the bigger picture that we all will live in this energy or we all can live in there and so the invisibility cloak kind of hides our dream from others while it's still kind of growing while it's in the womb so it's kind of our womb our safe place and then the third card Uh, in terms of, I found this funny too. This is the 20. So here we have the four and the 20 came up. Wow, that's pretty wild, right?
0: And I got the two.
1: (laughs) I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah, and so this card, I don't know if you can see, but there's the figure again, kind of solemnly looking, kind of observing. Uh, I don't know if it's solemn. She's like in an egg or he could be a he's in an egg. And looking at this dolphin flying up with the crown, it's this energy. There's an angel in the background. It truly is a place of peace. And we've talked about this energy of being coming to awareness and peace with who we are. And so this card makes me think about that. We're looking at the landscape. This is where we're going. Everything is there. It's like we can take the the crown of the dolphin and claim it, like the awakening of who we are. that's what's coming if we follow the process of being connected to ourselves, uh, recognizing we have the cloak of invisibility, and then oh. come to peace. Kate's
0: asking about your deck. I'm actually going oh. to booklet up. Yeah. It is Jen's deck, Kate. It's the Illuminating Journey cards. I've got the booklet right now, so I thought I'd hold that up. And you can find them on Jen's website. So. And I've got them, obviously, because I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just a couple of housekeeping, and then we're going to open it up for questions if anybody wants to type a question or, or unmute themselves and ask a question. But um, Jen and I, uh, we've we've done this, you know, call for free. We've both got special um, reading offers, and I'm going to send the links out with the recording. We're both charging um, 108, because that's a magical number. And... And mine is a recorded 2020 um, astrology reading and, and sent to you as an MP3. We're not setting an appointment up because it's a busy time of year. Uh, and also you will get um, a card drawn for you on the reading too. Um, Jen, what's yours?
1: Mine is a live reading. It's a reading around the numbers and uh, for your year, what's coming up as well as an Akashic aspect maybe a clearing around whatever it is you need to clear for the coming year uh, it's a, i think it's 55 minutes and i also pull you a card on that and it's also 108 so
0: cool and and i'll send out the links as i said with the recording in an email to you all um we also have a patreon now that is just three dollars a month if you'd like to support the weirdly magical podcast We do have patrons now, which is fantastic. And once we reach a certain level of patronage, we're going to do patron-only content from the two of us. Um, And I think that's all the housekeeping really, isn't it? Yeah, all this will go out. So does anybody have any questions? Type them in the box or um, unmute yourself. I'm going to keep an eye on the unmuting and speak or not. Every People are going because I think they don't.
1: Have right fun. and thank you for so those you. who are thanking us thank you for coming and yeah. uh, your lovely compliments and if you want to write us a review on um Kate uh, said she sent me an email hang on a second where did you send it to
0: Kate there which email <laughs> because oh here it is oh she's emailed the question okay hang no, on a uh, regarding the 1221 Jupiter Saturn conjunction, as this is a time where many of us are attending holiday gatherings. For this day, should we be engaged in a holiday party? I wouldn't worry about it for a party. No, it's kind of bigger than that. It's, um, I wouldn't really.
1: Right. I, I actually think it's an opportunity for you to really get into the light, the energy of light mm. and devotion. Uh, you know this is an opportunity to practice because there's two realities it's the reality of what we think our family is and who they are and then and all the people around us and it's the reality of something different like as an example you we mean, can go
0: you mean a family party sorry i was just i was right. asking if you meant a family party or a, i always think of the oh family sorry yeah you were right mm-hmm. i always think of before christmas ones as like party parties
1: all <laughs> oh, right but it, it really doesn't matter if it's friends family people we used to we've got a certain belief around how we think they view us or who we are and yeah. so this is an opportunity to just think all these people love me just imagine if you go into a space and think isn't it amazing all these people love me and everything they say to you just think wow they love me they love me they're saying this because they love me uh, or however yeah. you want to look at it or i'm just going to have a great time you can still tell people how you feel. Like this is where we make the mistake. We think, oh, I can't tell somebody how I feel because it's going to hurt their feelings. Don't worry about their hurting their feelings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the key here is to be kind, but, you know, they're in charge of their own feelings. Treat them like adults and you can say, that's not appropriate for you to talk to me like that and let's change the subject or whatever it is you want to say that moves you away from getting back to those old patterns. Mm-hmm. Just... I think this is such an amazing time to be touched by divine energy and to bring that through your body and your being into the world. I mean, that's what we're here to do, is bring the light into the world. And the only way we can do that is to live the light and believe in it. And I would That's say, a very Jupiterian thing, isn't it? I would
0: say Aquarius is a very social ah, thing right. as, well, as well anyway. And um, it, it is about groups of and, and humanitarianism and tribes and coming together so i, I, I really don't see it as, as you know anything to be warned about the holiday
1: well, and also we have to remember we're going to have to look at the people in our world and we're going to have to work with them to create the space for all of us so how are we going to do it we have to practice diplomacy practice getting on with people practice finding ways to kind of accept their weirdness and just go, okay.
2: okay. So I think we have somebody unmuted. Is that,
0: um, is somebody? Hi, is that Laurie? It's me, yes. My name is
2: Laurie. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. I was born with Gemini in the North Node and Sagittarius in the South Node. Will I be affected perhaps more potently
0: Well, you will be experiencing what's called your nodal return. We have them every 19 years. They're always a pivotal time in our lives. So, yeah, you will. (laughs) Do you know what degree it is? I don't know the degree. No, But, yeah, you will. It's usually a a good time of growth and um, kind of a bit of a leap forward. Okay you think of 19 every 19 years um, in your life and kind of look at the themes that were happening and get an idea or book one of the (laughs) readings
2: okay awesome okay yes i probably will i'm okay sure i will hi tendition hi laurie nice to see you (laughs) yeah this has been wonderful thank you
1: for taking my question i'll mute now
2: okay thank
0: you awesome you're
1: welcome
0: and i think jacqueline
1: as
2: unmuted too? Did you have a question too, Jacqueline?
0: Yes. Oh, oh. I, I'm unmuted. No, I have no question. But I, I just loved everything I heard
1: until now. I just don't have the, the link to go to be a Patreon. To to oh. go to your Patreon, could you put the link there?
0: I um for the conversation. I, can no. I, I will try to do it today uh let me have a look i i will you send it, it out in the email as well but it's let me thank see, you I, i'm putting it in the chat now so it's patreon.com weirdly magical so i think that's it oh that was just private to you okay there's a couple of other questions in there um they, no. D, dina says eris conjunct the north node in gemini No, that's eris is in aries the north the th- the uh, mm-hmm. venus star point is going to be at 13 degrees of gemini um on june the third so that's one of the days to remember you oh sorry that was a private message so
1: all right let's unmute it. her let her ask her question she's
0: uh, on. tina oh she's put her hand up she's unmuted
1: hi dina hey ladies thank you
2: so much been really enjoyable. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. I have mic issues with this phone. Um interesting <laughs> though, with with all the energy of Saturn and Pluto, as I was on the phone and probably in the midst of your talk, my brother called complaining about, and Louise knows, Jen, um, that I caretake my 87 year old parents. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so I missed a bit of it, you know, and, and it's nothing that's gonna change with my mother. But yeah, thanks, Louise, because I wasn't remembering what you said. Yeah, no, but That Venus is going to hit right on my north node. My north node's 13, Gemini.
0: And my
1: son is 12. so.
2: Yeah, so I'm like, I've been in so much change that means my past life. year. I know. I, you <laughs> know. I <laughs> just say. 13,
1: I'm... Yes, and with the 13, you know, it's going to be a lot of hectic change.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I'm going to learn new, to do
1: a new creation. Gina,
2: yeah. Venus can cope. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I have an Aries moon. I'm the warrior. I got this, but you know, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. It's been fabulous. Thank You're you. Awesome. You're welcome.
0: Holly, Holly LaRochelle, she has a um, hand up as well. Let me unmute you. Hi, Holly.
2: Hey, Um, I really enjoyed this. I think I've written five pages of notes. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask a question about with all the changes going on, you know, you're talking, Jen especially is talking about, you know, really birthing some new things into the world. And I'm wondering a little bit about talking so much about the divine feminine um, in terms of collectively as women, what the experience is going to be because, you know, having been under this patriarchal th- thumb for so long and seeing this rebirth of women collectively as women, you know, what what do you think that's going to be like? or how can we be smart about supporting each other i'll let you go first jen all
1: right so one of the key things that's a great question because we have to remember that a lot of the so-called divine feminine stuff has been built under the patriarchy and so runs kind of parallel to the patriarchy even though they're saying like oh we don't allow men or we don't do this they're not actually following divine principles So this is an opportunity now to have conversations with people. Like this is the way we want to do it. Like I need you to stop talking behind my, you know, my back, other people's backs, whatever it is, saying horrible things. We need to support each other. So what we have to do to uh, bring this in is to really uh, be principled about how we are connecting with each other. Because at the end of the day, it's useless to say we're the divine feminine if we don't understand the 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 bigger picture of what that means to be connected to the divine in the feminine and masculine, you know, together. Right. So we really need to uh, put our emphasis on how we want this to be in integrity. So if you're working in a group or you're building a group, those are the things to focus on. How do we build this so that everyone feels supported, welcome and entitled to have their voice heard and you know what do we put in place? So it's these rules, right? Because rules are important. It's not like we're just saying everyone do whatever you want. Mm.
0: And you know, I think we have to remember that the divine feminine is in everybody. It's like, <laughs> oh, and and part of what I hope happens moving into the age of Aquarius, and with this um, great conjunction being at Aquarius, is that we remember we start. I talked about the wave and everything being connected and about moving into the uh, more twilight realm. And that means for me, removing this polarity of this is what it means to be male. This is what it means to be female as well, because everybody has something of it in them, you know, it's like, and, and so, yeah, to what Jen said, it's, it's a coming together. So, um, I don't know if I've answered your question particularly. It's, um, it's, to me i i can no longer just and i've been a feminist all my life don't get me wrong (laughs) i I have a problem with feminism now because i just think it's we're moving into something completely different
1: yeah Yeah. i do want to add to that what lou was saying as well there's something we have to remember that as women we also have to um open the door for different behavior for men like if we have a set idea about how men are behaving then we're not going to be able to open and be uh, in that watery space i talked about like it doesn't mean you can't have groups just for women or you know uh, people who who call themselves uh, female Uh, but that it's what we how we behave to others and the Behavior we 're allowing others to have around us that's to me is what will denote the balance of the polarity of the sexes
0: and and we have to remember you know we've never moved into the astrological age of Aquarius before to talk more about the astrological ages they're about every twenty six hundred years, okay, so we've been under the age of Pisces, the age of the fish, which is roughly tied into Christianity. Um, or the birth of christ supposedly whichever if you believe it or not and the the sign itself of aquarius is a very androgynous sign that doesn't mean we're all going to get become androgynous but it does mean about um seeing our uniqueness without defining it for others it's it's kind of like letting people be what they are kind of thing and seeing them for what they are so that's the potential of it i hope anyway.
1: Right. And then the shadow of that is authoritarianism, which is the same of all the Saturn, the number four, all of this stuff. And that's why we need to speak up and and allow people or, you know, just not let those who are trying to control us uh, be in charge of us.
0: But I was only thinking in terms of the gender thing. Oh,
1: right. But I I, totally, but I think it's the same thing. Like when we're in our relationships with each other, this is all about relationships, the twenties, the twos, how we relate to each other. It's regardless of whether it's your boss, your boyfriend, your child. Uh, We have to have uh, certain rules about how we treat each other and we have to be in integrity and open about it. So that's whether it's in divine feminine feminine aspect or any other aspect Mm. so did we answer your question (laughs) you can
0: type in your or unmute yourself
2: you totally you totally like i think that's the thing about questions right we go sometimes it takes this on tangents that we don't expect but yes i got value from your answer is that fair That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Value
0: is good. (laughs) So Winter says, um, I have Venus in Scorpio's second house, and this perspective is an encouraging shift for you. Good to hear. That's fabulous. Yeah. And she said she was illuminated recently by a lecture given by either Ram Das or Alan Watts. Um, but he gave another avenue for reaching balance, which was fully encompassing both extremes which exist duality of the whole. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're saying, really, as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're saying
1: it in a different way, but we're yeah, saying. Bringing
0: it. it together, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. So, one of. Yeah. Sorry, did I talk over you? No. I just wanted to address that a little bit more in terms of saying that we have to understand that the duality, we are a dual duality within ourselves and our world is a duality. But the only way we can function in the world is to find our own balance or what harmonizes us and we get to choose where that is. So we can, uh, and we have to learn how to do it. It's just, that doesn't just come into us. We actually have to practice and and do it. Practice speaking out. And uh, I was just listening to some of the stuff with the um, Congress. And one person was basically saying something about the people that were giving information and the scholars that were giving information. And the woman responded first by saying, I reject your statement right and this is it and she didn't say it with like oh i reject your statement It was very calm and very like this is who i am i know who i am the thing you said is not true and lets me continue so this is what we're learning we're learning how to be in neutral space with our opinions and feelings yeah
0: and i know i felt it in myself the shift so hopefully you have in yours too and uh let me have a look i don't think
1: we've got any more comments winter has her hand
0: up so i'm going to unmute you and if you want to
2: ask yeah do you um, mind um i no, just i just wanted to say that um yeah i totally get that i always thought in, in my mind i always thought of um like finding the, the middle way you know as being kind of like shirking away from like like fully embracing the extremes do you know what i mean like kind of like finding the, the center of it all rather than like like just like grasping the whole of everything like like exuberantly and like completely. Do you know what I mean? I think so, I think that's how it's been
0: approached previously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
2: it's just great. <laughs> Thank you both so much. So, yes. But fabulous. can I just
1: uh, I want to just clarify a point. When you talk yeah. about finding the middle ground, we're not talking yeah. about compromise like, oh people want me to be this or that. Right. This is your point. This is your balance point, right? This is where you ground and remembering wherever you ground, you can move that, but it's for you to have a sense of self. This is who I am right now. So this is the choices I'm making from this place. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. So liberating. It's so wonderful to have this uh, reinforced and and yeah. Like, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: And Yasmin has a question. I'm just going to unmute you. Hi,
2: Yasmin. Thank you.
0: Hello, ladies. (laughs) No. <laughs> um it's very clear to me from what you've both said that the planets have such an influence on us mm. and the planetary alignment but I've been wondering can h- human behavior actually influence the planets if by some miracle we reformed ourselves to become some ideal of humanity would this have an effect on the planets and they change their tra- trajectory just a thought I Do these have... vibrations go back and forth interesting from thought. humans to planet and planet oh. to humans oh i get what you're saying i'm i'm going to ponder on that but from my perspective no um but um we're reaching for the highest um, energy of what the planetary energies are offering us. That's what I think we are the ones with the free will and the decisions and things. I don't think of planets being changed by us. It's just how we respond to their energy.
1: Okay. Well, I have a bit but, of a... Well, you will have me yeah, wondering
0: on that in bed tonight.
1: All right. <laughs> <a> sorry. <laughs> I have a different perspective to Louise. And of course, that's who we are. And that's totally fine and whatever. But my point is, everything is duality. So everything has the potential. So if you think about our potential, then when we come in, we have a high potential. Your destiny number, you know, all your numerology and your astrology, et cetera, There's the like the extreme place where you could be the most effective, or this is the desired point. So any experience we're having with the planets, they're showing us the space of, yes, you can do this or that, which is the highest point. Just like Lou was saying, we're reaching for, or hopefully that's our idea, is we're not just settling for the lowest, but we're going for what is possible. So to me, the re- you change reality by changing your actions. And so we do impact each other because if we're choosing something positive, uh, we change our uh, impact and we change everything, right? Everything changes with us. Like it doesn't, it's not a rigid thing that doesn't change. Every decision, just like Lou was talking about earlier, about something. Uh, when her dog sneezes, right? They've done tests that they can show that if you have negative thoughts about somebody in the room, it actually impacts their physical body. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing. We live in a physical world. If these planets are physical and they are giving us opportunities, then we have an opportunity to both reach our potential, right? They're showing us an opportunity, like a parent, and we are... you know, if, you know, depending on what it is and what we choose, we do impact each other. Well, that's my belief. I don't know, I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. Yes, absolutely. And that's what makes it so exciting because the time we're in right now, it has not been created. We are literally creating the time we're entering. And so I
0: think we're saying the same thing. I just don't, I just don't know if we change the energy of the planets. We're just seeing the better of it.
1: right we see the better we may not change the actual yeah but no in a way if you think about it and if that's again me just thinking about this but you know it's like when you treat people I I live with somebody who has uh, brought in these wild cats and just by her watching her the way she treats these cats with so much love they've actually changed their natures it's gone pretty incredible mm-hmm. to see that when you're showing something and i'm not saying that's true of the planets because i don't really know if if that's what it is but that's how it feels to me like they're going to show us that side of themselves that maybe is there and we've never seen because we're changing
0: well i think it was yeah
1: well so we're saying
0: the same thing really yeah,
1: just in a yeah. different way it as we always, usually do it was always <laughs> <laughs> the, like
0: like I'm re trying to rediscover or reimagine how we look at Saturn because I think Saturn right. is not this cold, hard taskmaster all the time. I think it's got this softer side and it always has had, but we haven't
1: Right. So if you're open to it and you respond to that, then you're gonna see something different, right?
0: Yeah. And she says we are magicians and I think that our power comes from how we choose to direct the energy that we process. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. that uh, winter said that yeah right absolutely it's funny jen and i do agree really it's kind of we just come at it differently <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love our podcast so thank we...
1: you <laughs> hopefully that answered your question
0: well i'm pondering so am i so am i yes so am i, yeah, so am I. Yeah. but i've been pondering about this for quite a while now and a lot of it comes back to uh in the beginning was the word mm-hmm. it's all everything's we're in the we're in the truman show really aren't we so
1: <laughs> remembering that words create spells right yes. yeah so in a sense when we look at words or we try to understand or we try to define things by words we're actually taking the power away from it right that's why the silence is and our communication and meditation is so powerful because the things you can't say with words you know but
0: humans it's our nature to define unfortunately
1: so <laughs> Thank you. can also redefine you're welcome
0: you're welcome yes oh yeah They can be definitely be redefined and reimagined for sure that's what i'm trying to do with uh
1: And you are doing, not just trying. I think this is a key thing to remember. Every step we're making, each of us towards this idea, just entertaining this world of divination uh, and connecting and realizing the power of our beings is that we are changing things. Yeah. Just by being curious. Exactly. And remember I said that's one of my words, curiosity. I know. I know. You did say it. Uh, A good word. Yes.
0: So I'm just looking if anybody else is unmuted. No, I don't think so. And we're nearly at two hours. So uh, we'll probably wrap it up. So thank you all for coming. We really appreciate it. Um, I think I was all giddy coming up to doing this today. I was like, oh, I really enjoy, I'm really looking forward to this. So <laughs> we couldn't do every podcast with a live audience because that would just be too much mm-hmm. arranging. But um, we'll do one of these every year, I think oh thank you she says we create mm-hmm. the best podcasts around
1: oh thank you i
0: love our podcast i love that it's just two friends talking really
1: <laughs> yeah it is we're just sharing how we feel about what we see mm-hmm. and how we talk used to talk before we did a podcast
0: <laughs> all right then everybody have a wonderful rest of your day um a wonderful night's sleep if uh it's bedtime for you in England, some of you, and we'll see you online. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, we didn't say where you can find us, but I think I'll send the links with. Um, uh, yeah, I'll send the links out with the recording so of all our. I'll just put it in uh, the recording.
1: Yeah. You can send it. Well, wow. what's your email? I mean, what's your um, web address?
0: My website, louiseeddington.com. dot com,
1: and mine's gendershen.com.
0: Yeah, we won't go through all the others.
1: <laughs> all right, everybody,
0: have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. I'm going to unmute you all so you can all shout.
1: <laughs> well, you can take three. Try it out. I'm going to build your immune system. It's made with natural foods. What? What?
0: Oh. That was Julianne Case. She must have been talking to somebody else.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's you gone now. I feel like maybe we would have. Um, but Denise,
1: to let you know, there's <laughs> a guide with that podcast. So look, I'm going to check oh, bye. Bye. I think that it. magnifique. Thank you. Bye. Do i'm
2: gonna um wall.
0: chuck <laughs> everybody out now no everybody's going so i'm gonna remove you all and jen and i'll just stay and have a Are look you're
1: still on the recording i gonna stop
2: okay yeah let me do that okay bye-bye bye